Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, this episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to NerdWallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your money. I can't front. The nerds have helped me get smarter about a few things, like planning my tax bills so that I don't dread April every year, or making a budget that's balanced, not just buying sneakers and fly clothes, or saving on travel because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night or maybe a five-star dinner. Or boosting my credit score, since we all know credit is like the real-life cheat code. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines can have on your life. You'll get the clarity you need to make smart decisions with confidence. Smart money is the smartest way to get even smarter about money. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you? Well, thank you. Elon Musk. Yes. Tesla stock fell more than 10% after it missed earnings. He he lost a lot of money. I don't know how much money he lost, but it was a record. I think it was like another record amount of money that was lost. Mm-hmm. Something crazy. Um, so Tesla stock is down. Long story short, Tesla stock was down last week. Um, what are three mistakes the brand is currently making? And what can they do to improve the company to make the stock trend higher? And Tesla was one of those stocks that during the pandemic was everybody's favorite. Um, you know, it went up crazy during the pandemic, like crazy. A lot of people made a lot of money just buying the stock. A lot of people made made money on options. Yeah. But now it's down. It's it's 52 week high was thirty three hundred and thirty six dollars. It's around one hundred and sixty dollars now. Couple splits. Um, so wait, what's the deal with Tesla? The number one, um, and as business owners, I think we can all relate to this. Uh, you have to stop cutting prices. So if you were bought a Tesla two years ago and it was at forty five thousand, and now it's being priced at twenty three thousand or thirty thousand, not only is it going to cut into your margin, but it's going to upset your uh, customer base that bought at a higher price. Mm-hmm. So usually, even though people don't like to pay a higher price for a business, it does extend or widen 
their profit margins. Um, number two, I think they need another visionary there, not to replace Elon, but because of SpaceX, uh, the AI project that he's launching now, and all the other ventures he has going on. I think he's spread a little bit too thin. And I think you need like a, he needs a Tim Cook or a Johnny Ive in this corner. Not that they don't have great leadership there, but they, I don't think they don't have a visionary that is akin to him that can lead a new product cycle um, or newer innovations there to make sure not only are the products great, but the margins actually match up to where they need to be. And three, I think they need a new product. I posted it a couple of weeks ago wow. about an electronic bike. <laughs> They need a different product because I think, like to me, Tesla's like the this era's version of like a Mercedes in the 1990s or, or 1980s. I think they need one more product in another field. And I know they have the electronic vehicle truck, but I don't think on the consumer side, people have been like incredibly excited about a drop for Tesla. I think that would help them uh, dramatically to bring the price of the stock back up and their margins be a lot better as well. And I will, you took my number three, I'll say that, but let's go back to number one, because the word mistake, I'm not sure if we should use it. Okay. Here's why. You're supposed to say, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me more, Troy. Well, well, Elon, he clearly stated that they're going for the higher volume play over the higher margin play, right? And so when you think about higher volume, that means that I want to put more product out in the street. Short term, they're going to lose money, right? Because they're dropping prices. But yeah. what does a country look like in five to 10 years when everything has to be EV and 80% of the vehicles are yours? Right? I think there's a long-term play that we're missing when we, when, we try, when we think of mistake in the short-term gains of it. Yeah, Because if he's trying to have a larger fleet, yeah, I'm going to drop the prices. And so if you look at the Model 3, it's down 11%. The Model Y is down 20%. When you drop those prices, more people can buy, but there's another part that gets like it got a cut. It got passed over. Mm -hmm. The tax incentives for having EVs have gone down, and so if I have the same That's price true. and the tax incentives, you're actually going to be paying more. And so if you're thinking in that terms, yeah, I'll lower the price because I know that the incentives are not at the same as they were before, and so it kind of offsets itself. But I think he's going for the let's take over countries because right now he's dominated the U.S., but now the next market is like let's go dominate China. Right. And mm. so if you if you look at the percentage of EVs in America right now, 63, it's not even 63 percent of EVs are Teslas. Yeah. You know what the next closest company is? Who Ford or GM? GM, 7 percent. Yeah. That's domination, complete yeah. domination. So I, I think rather than a mistake, I think we got to look at it from a long term lens here and say, like, oh, this is it. They're just trying to have <clears throat> more fleet on the streets. But I think that you're right. I think that the next thing- That's is, a bar. Go ahead, sit again. <laughs> more <laughs> on the street. So I can put more product out on the street. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think when you start lowering prices, you start preparing people to pay less for things. And so when I start training people to do that, I think the next thing is like, now introduce them to a product that is a lot less than what you know the, the car is. And so maybe it's a bike or maybe it's a, a lesser uh, priced car, right? So when you think of cars, you think, when I thought of this, I'm like, let's look at Toyota, right? Like the Camry is their staple car. Yeah. And most people buy that it was the most popular car for years, that and the Honda Accord, but then they had the Corolla, right? Which was the, the, the cheaper base model of, of Toyota. And then they had their high end luxury, which would be Lexus. 
And so if you start looking at it in terms of that, like it could be the bike or it could be a more affordable, even more affordable car. So I think that's why you kind of play with the prices to see what people are willing to do before you introduce a new product. I'm actually this. Does anybody ever aspire to drive a Camry or a Corolla though? No. No, 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 you don't have to ask. <laughs> so, uh, who the, uh, uh, what, you think I worked this hard? What do you think I had to work this hard for? To push a fucking rap for? No, that's true. People, no, no, I'm not saying people aspire to it, but yeah, when it comes to affordability and getting A to B, if you look at the sales of the most sold cars in America, it's probably a Honda Accord or it's probably a Toyota Camry. But the margins in those businesses are so, th and I get he wants scale, but if you look at Apple, like when they had the, the old Mac, max with the colored backs right so like we had the orange back the thing that made the ipod mainstream was the ipod so i don't know what product they can create that would get that kind of scale but they do need another product that brings them to the ecosystem that makes them want to upgrade to that but if you I, whenever a brand has become like mainstream or not deemed as luxury like take coach from i don't know in the early 2000s was the same perceived to be like somewhat of a luxury now nowhere near close i think if you start to play with those prices too much and make people pay less somebody is going to have a higher price model or man if if uh bentley or rolls royce come out with an electronic version or they put out an electronic virgil maybach it may be tough for a couple of years for elon so i get the strategy what he's trying to do mm -hmm. but but i think every time the companies have tried to like get that scale based on price alone, it tears the margins up, but ultimately hurts the business, especially when you're in a recession. Yeah. Even if those companies do it, how many people can afford that that level of, of luxury? Right? Like, so uh, again, he, if he- if, well, if he's in China. That's true. Well, there's more, there's, more, there's more billionaires here, but even if he does that, right? Like even if that does happen, then the scale model, it makes even more sense, right? Like, because if they're putting in a high end luxury, I still have this affordability that most people can get. Mm. So are you optimistic or pessimistic about Tesla stock? It's a great question. I'm optimistic about it. Um, I like it if it gets to like 107 to like 109 as a buy. I'm a long-term holder of Tesla. Um, I am looking forward to seeing, even though they had a somewhat successful uh, launch of SpaceX, um, I am excited to see when he gets like fully focused back on Tesla as like his main uh, idea or business that he's focusing on. But I do like Tesla. It is going to slide down some, but. Um, well, that, that's, that, that's another thing too. It's like a lot of people think that, you know, he's stretching himself too thin because of course he's got Twitter um, and X yes. and SpaceX. Um, and so a whole litany of kids. Yeah, and like 12, 12 kids. Um, so, you know, that that could potentially cause a strain on a company as well if the leader is yeah. not fully focused on on the job at hand. Yeah. So are you optimistic? On Tesla stock? Yeah. I mean, I think that Tesla, I mean, they they've become synonymous with with EVs. Um, so I think that they have the the head start in the race. Um, just because you have the head start doesn't mean that you always win. Indeed. It gives you a it gives you a better chance of winning. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, when you look at the the EV space, they're gonna have a lot more competition in the next decade than they had in the last decade, where yeah. everybody's gonna be having an electric car. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even Apple. 
So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's going to be a lot harder because they're going to have more competition in the space. Mm-hmm. But they have done a great job of, you know, building their brand, building out infrastructure and building um, trust amongst customers. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's helpful. Um, but yeah, I think we have to see what's next for them. You know, is it is it a plane? Is it the railroad system? Is it, you know, more electric solar, solar power, which they already in the solar power industry now? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how they how they diversify. I don't think their stock will rise as much as it did during the pandemic, though. Yeah. I think now it's just, be slower. It's, it's yeah. just a regular it's a regular stock. You know, it's still a good company. But, you know, it's not going to go up a thousand percent in two years. Yeah. And it may be with I mean, I think we, we all agree here. I'm I'm optimistic as well. But one of the things when you read the reports, it was saying that they want to go from hardware, which would be kind of like the vehicles to becoming somewhat of a software company as well. And so maybe we're looking at when we talk about products, we might be looking at it the wrong way. Maybe it's not a hardware a product that they put out. It's, it's some type of software. So I'm optimistic with it. There are some analysts who are saying that it will go up to. Fifteen hundred. Um, I so, will hold my commentary. <laughs> but, I will um, leave. I will leave their names anonymous. But I, I mean, there's some reports that say that. So we'll see. Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right. We're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG the Mortgage Guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there.